How much do you think about that night now? You know, not that much at all anymore. It was an accident. It was not like the paper, I would say. It was an attack. Because if a tiger attacks you, it takes two seconds to be you, take you over. To kill you. Listen, living, listening to Synchronon. Sick and wrong. Yes, you listen to Synchronon. The Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. God, what a bunch of scumbags. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Harrison. Harrison, uh, do you uh, call your mom? On Mother's Day? I had flowers sent. You had flowers sent? Yeah, it was a flower scent. Is that what you're supposed it was to like do? Last minute, yeah, last minute. It was like, normally I do it a few days in advance, but I actually didn't. I had to call Saturday morning, and I had to call like a few different places and finally got some place that did it. And then so. and just and send them to her. Are you supposed to get a gift for your mom on Mother's Day? Other it's than flowers? Like, you're, I don't know. You're supposed to go to Red Lobster. I know that. You're supposed to go. You're supposed to be there. I know that. But <laughs> like you're gonna fly you back know. for that. I haven't celebrated Mother's Day in so long that I kind of forget what you're supposed to do on that holiday. Um, right. Was your mother a fan of Siegfried and Roy? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm wondering if she was broken up about the mm. death of uh, Roy Horn this past weekend. Oh yeah. Did she mention it at all when you when you called? She didn't. Her? She did not mention it. She must not have been a fan. Probably not. No. That's surprising because Siegfried and Roy would mm. she would be in the demographic that would uh, that mm. that probably would. Did she? Do you know if she even went to one of their shows? I don't know. If she, no, I don't think. I I don't know what shows she went to. Like, which she goes to Vegas. Like, what kind of? Probably not them though. Probably Thunder from Down Under. I don't think she, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she gives a shit about fucking Chippendales. Tiger weirdos, you know? Would you be upset no. if your mom was like full on going to Chippendales? I don't give a shit. You wouldn't care? Yeah. Yeah, I think it'd be kind of cool if like. Uh, uh, maybe she'd fucking, you know, marry one or something. <laughs> you know, just like, she's not calling me all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just marries a Chippendales dancer. That was like my dad. She just never. She, I, I remember she. I remember her trying to date when I was a kid, and just these, just these like sad sack dudes, and uh, like, like even as a kid, I was like, oh, man, I kind of sad. I think my dad just like ruined her for me. Wait, she never. Like, she did. She just stopped dating completely. Just she, end no. Of she, I mean, she tried. She tried a few times, but she's fuck this. How long ago was that, though? Like decades ago? Yeah, that was like when I was a kid. When I was like, oh wow, you know, so yeah, this has probably been like seven 80s. or something. She was, she was. I remember there'd be like a couple boyfriends here and there, but then she's just like, "Fuck this! These guys are fucking idiots. Everyone's an asshole. I'm not doing this anymore." Wow, that's crazy. So, um, so she's been. She just never hmm. tried again after that. Nope. Did uh? Did she go to like? I don't know, like a church singles party at the church or where, where was she meeting these guys? I have no idea. 
that's pretty funny. I've often mm. wondered how cool that, like, how cool that would have been if my parents got divorced and I got got to mm. see like the rejects that my mom was bringing home to be my new <laughs> yeah. dad. I never, never got to experience that. Yeah. Um, buy you stuff. Yeah, you know? well, wouldn't they be like your the Disneyland dad or no? Your dad would be the Disneyland dad, where he would just show up every now and then and take you to Disneyland or or Chuck E. Cheese, but he wasn't really there to mm. do anything like to raise you. Oh, you know, he didn't, he, he, no, he showed up once a week and, uh, and then I just, he'd drive around while I was in the car listening to Rush Limbaugh and every now and then he'd yell at me about something. <laughs> so no, no, none of the Disneyland stuff. Did you dread that. it when he showed up? Were you just like, oh, yeah. I'd rather hang out with the new dad, Tony, Tony Shalhoub right here. None of those guys. <laughs> TV's monk. monk. Yeah, yeah. TV's monk. That's who my mom's dating. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she's dating Roy from Wings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, there was no, no one was even around long enough, I think. I, oh, I think, to even, uh, so for, did yeah, she, to even be new dad or material. Did so. she ever bring them over, like, to meet the kids? Yeah. Or, I've, I've met a couple boyfriends. I remember meeting a couple, <laughs> I think. What about the yeah. dad? What about your dad? Did he like uh, instantly find a new lady? Because he's probably a, he chain smokes wives. Just change, just right into the so next he, one. No, he cheated on he he cheated on my mother with his soon to be second wife, who wow. was his secretary. It's like I think it's like. Um, I think he. I think that was his minor in dental school. Fucking your secretary. That's that's usually what you. I think. I think that's what you could specialize in that in dental school. Fucking your secretary. Did he cheat on her with the new secretary? No. Oh, no. Okay. No. No. She. She left him. Then he got another wife, and then he cheated on her with the next wife, and then had her for seven years, and then cheated on her with the next wife. So did you, do it's you like send Dawson's Creek with that guy? You do know you know send I mean? them flowers, all the ex-wives? No, no. You're not close with them at and all. And I call, I called my biological mother. I ain't sending her fucking flowers, but I called her. You called you know? her. I said, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, I called her and I said, but, uh, you know, you give me up at birth, you're not getting fucking flowers. <laughs> you're not getting flowers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um... So yeah, Roy Horn died this uh, this past week. Did you ever did you ever get a chance to see Siegfried and Roy? No. You know, I'm amazed that Roy Horn actually mm. survived this long after getting like the shit mauled out of him by a fucking mm. tiger. Still managed mm. to live for like that was in 2003, so he still managed to live like another 17 years before yeah. finally being taken out by the COVID. It's kind of crazy. So That's yeah, that's what got him, huh? Roy, mm. I don't even know how to pronounce this. Roy U W E. How do you say that? Uwe? Uwe? How do you say that? I don't even know. U W O. You know, I don't know because it's Uwe Bowl. Yeah, I've never yeah, known how to say that. Way I thought yeah, yeah. so. Roy Uwe Ludwig Horn, whose collaboration with Siegfried Fischbacher created the world-renowned duo Siegfried and Roy, died on Saturday from COVID nineteen. He was uh, seventy-five. But uh, yeah, Fischbacher, Fischbacher, Siegfried Fischbacher. Mm. Mm. But yeah, he was attacked by that tiger that ended mm. his career and ended the show. It was in 2003. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, did you just think he was dead? I just never really thought about Roy Horn. 
You know, it just didn't, it just never really occurred to me. But apparently for the past 17 years, he's been living on this, in this resort that they call Little Bavaria, which is outside of Vegas. And it's mm. just like, basically like a, a it's not really a, a, I wouldn't call it a cat rescue, but it's a big cat sanctuary where like all those cats just kind of live with them. Now, can you explain younger people? You know, might not know who Siegfried and Roy are. I wonder if you know. I wonder that because there's really such like a pop culture well, phenomenon. It, yeah, they were though, like in the '80s and '90s, because it would be like you know, there were only so many things for people to talk about. So they'd be like Siegfried and Roy. You know, there's a joke about that because they're homosexuals with tigers and they're German. They were gay. But like, get the fuck out. Of here. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, you know, when it's like, you know, you're watching fucking Jew Wario kill himself on YouTube. I, I often you, forget. You, like, there's, there's things you don't have to reference anymore. There's not, there's, you know, there's too much, there's too many things out there. Really. I often forget, too, oh. that, you know, mm. probably a large portion of our audience wasn't even, mm. like, born until 1994. Somebody in know? the chat just said they only know them from references from The Simpsons. And again... That's another nineties writers. Yeah. Who, you know, think it's a thing to reference. So I forget. I remember the joke with them where it was like, they yelled, I think like Bart was getting hugged by grandpa Simpson and Siegfried and Roy or the characters are supposed to be them drove by and they're like, get our room fun boys. That's a different, like, that's a different thing. You're mixing up. Sim I'm pretty sure uh, that's Simpsons. You want to go to the, you, you get, go get a cat scan. Do you want to make right? a bet? Because no, I will because that was the wager. one. That was the one where Grandpa Simpson tried to get the art from Nazi Germany. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and, was then, he hugging, and was, who was he hugging? Bart. It was not Siegfried and Roy. No, it was the Baron. He has to give the art back to the like the the descendant of the Baron or whatever that they stole it from. And and he's like, I have to get back to Stuttgart in time. Now you've got me recounting Simpsons <laughs> bits. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm Wait, can you do all the it. voices? Fuck you! <laughs> but there wasn't wasn't there another one where yeah like, they, yeah the they, casino, were, they, they, they showed were a, a bunch joke. of times but yeah. the, not the fun boys thing that's a different thing they were a running joke in the, I don't know in the why sentence. for some reason I but so anyway my they... fur is heckled at that but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wait till you recount another Simpson witty Simpsons anecdote oh but you got to do the voices um, especially groundskeeper Willie the thing mm -hmm. is with Siegfried and Roy. I was reading about this, doing a little research. They had like the top highest grossing show for years. $45 million a year people spent to go see their, their Verkakta magic show. And it was. It was also, a huge the, magic show. The whole show. point of the little sidebar we had, describe them to someone. like to Talk to me like I'm a, you know, a goo-covered infant. God damn it. People have Google. You can just go, go Google Siegfried really and Roy, you dickheads. It's Explain like, them. You know, we're, we're raconteurs. Explain <laughs> them from, from your unique point of view, all right? You're, I, not, you're a dying dinosaur. I regret not being mm. able to see them. And I did have an opportunity, mm. but at the time, my girlfriend I was with wanted to go see Cirque du Soleil, which is just one of the worst things to ever have to sit through. <laughs> not to mention, not that Siegfried and Roy would have been better, but it would have been funnier. Yeah. And I, I right. remember it was like in 19, 
don't know, probably 99 or 2000. We were in Vegas. It was only like the second or third time I'd been in Vegas. And Siegfried and Roy did their magic show at the Mirage Casino, which um, mm. still they still have a big, massive bust of those two. And yeah, it's like Siegfried was a, kind of a tall, sort of lanky uh, German fella with like a blonde mullet. And they would wear these like, I don't know, these like flashy kind of se- like se- sequence jumpsuits, I would say, like white sequence jumpsuits kind of, or suits. Yeah, white suits. yeah, kind of like rhinestone studded like bullfighter jumpsuit, evil Knievel looking fucking shit. And Roy Horn Liberace was kind of yeah. Business. Roy yeah. Horn was like kind of a diminutive figure. He's a smaller guy. Mm. Definitely, probably, I think he was the bottom if I had to wager. But maybe I don't okay. know. Maybe they switched. I don't know. You never yeah. know. Um, but he was, was like, he was like, he was a, a, mm. a smaller, and I, they were obviously together for many years. Right. I actually read where they, uh, they met, which I never knew about. But uh, so, so uh, Siegfried was from some part in Germany. I'm not quite sure where. Roy was from Bremen. And so when Roy was growing up, he had a pet wolf named Hex, and he had a cheetah named Chico, which I guess maybe in 19... 19- 40s Bremen Berlin or Bremen Germany you could own those things <laughs> he just adopted it from the zoo from the Bremen Zoo he just adopted these two yeah. creatures and they're like sure. get your dick sucked for a chocolate bar yeah you could because <laughs> it's right after the war <laughs> you could still so. do that in parts of uh, the states I think now mm, yeah um, mm. you probably could for some 409 um, and some toilet paper but yeah so anyway uh, Roy Horn went on a cruise And he smuggled his cheetah on the cruise. And while he was on the cruise, he saw Siegfried doing his magic show because Siegfried was a cruise ship magician. He volunteered to be his assistant because I don't think Siegfried would have a female assistant in his show. And so he had young Roy Horn come be his assistant. And uh, Roy, after the show, said to Siegfried, he goes, I got an idea. I can't even do the German, but here's an idea. How about instead of making a rabbit disappear, we make a cheetah disappear? And Siegfried was like, where would I get a cheetah? And Roy was like, check this out. And he had showed him his cheetah that he smuggled. He smuggled a fucking cheetah in a suitcase onto a cruise ship. And then, then the rest is history. They decided to go to Vegas, start their show. And they were, you know, they were penniless immigrants. I mean, not penniless, but they didn't have that much money. And uh, they started this, made an empire. When the $45 million a year, massive, massive crew, like 150 people, um, they would play in a, the, the Mirage and a casino in the auditorium there, holds about 1500 And their tickets, tickets for that show weren't cheap. They're probably like 80 to $100. But I remember when I was there, I was like, this would be hilarious. We should go see Siegfried and Roy. And she's like, no, I want to see O, Cirque du Soleil O with water, where they jump into water, wearing their like fucking Harlequin outfits. Oh? Yeah, have you ever seen that? No, I don't know. Don't. It was, I yeah. was trying so hard not to fall asleep. Okay. Whereas Siegfried yeah. and Roy, that's some fucking magic. They make tigers mm. disappear. Right. It's pretty amazing. But, you know, I, I don't know. So anyway, I always wanted to see the show. Never got a chance to. And on 2003, you, you'd never get a chance to see it again. So uh, Roy, during a performance, it was actually Roy's birthday. It was uh, October 3rd. 2003 Roy was turning 59 his birthday performance they did a big show and he was attacked by a Siberian tiger that they call manticore and manticore 
I'll go through the details with it. But Manticore basically was startled. Roy tried to hit him in the face with the microphone. And the tiger just was like, no, I'm going to destroy you. And he like jumped on him, grabbed him by the neck and dragged him off stage while they were trying to spray the thing with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> yeah. But I just remember the, uh, watching the, the aftermath of that when like, uh, Las Vegas News was interviewing people because half the people in the show were screaming because they were, you know, like, it was horrific you know, to see this man get attacked. The other half were like, this is the best trick I've ever seen. Because mm. would you know? I mean, how would you know if it's, you know, a th- part of the show or what? I mean, they're, they're illusionists. I feel like you'd probably know. I guess by... There's like, like when, it, when a wild animal, the, the, at, the air changes, you know? <laughs> I guess when, uh, yeah, I guess when you have um, yeah. Siegfried screaming, you yeah. know, and uh, this, this tiger just like biting the shit out of this uh, mm. tiny German man. This tiny... Um, rhinestone german man was just he was like and this tiger i mean it's like a 600 700 pound beast it mm. just amazed me that they would even perform with these things anyway like in a big studio you know in a big environment with lights like who's to stop those tigers from just like they're wild animals so it's like you know what if they just jumped off stage and just started eating the audience i guess that's part of the appeal that's why Doc Antle like fucking puts them down as soon as they're done <laughs> as suckling. Soon, yeah, as soon as they're like over yeah. the age of three. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Roy Horn died Saturday. And within like, I don't know, maybe two hours of his death, the Hollywood Reporter tweets out a link to this uh, interview they did with a trainer named Chris Lawrence, who was actually on stage. He was a trainer for this tiger that attacked Roy Horn and he was on stage during the incident and he did an interview with the Hollywood reporter last year where he um, said that this, the whole thing was a cover up like what actually happened, what caused the tiger to attack and what happened with the attack, the mirage and Siegfried and Roy tried to cover up what actually occurred. They said that Roy Horn had a stroke and that he fell down and was attacked not attacked. He, the tiger jumped on him to protect him because they have this, you know, this unnatural bond. Of, uh, they're so close with these creatures that the creature suddenly got this. No this one believed that though. Aspect. Like who would believe that? I mean, people did. I don't because I don't even remember that cover up story. I just remember it being, oh, yeah, finally one of the tigers attacked him. Well, you I mean, th- that was the thing. Well, I remember b- being surprised that they didn't put the tiger mm. down, although you wouldn't know. But they said they didn't. Mm. But the tiger just went back to the, uh, you know, the, the sanctuary and just lived with the other cats, which I guess apparently he did. He went back, uh, died in 2014 at the age of 17. Manticore was his name. Wow. Um, yeah, he was a 400-pound, seven-foot-long, striped white male tiger. And he bit and held Roy Horn in his mouth during the performance in front of like 1,500 people. Um, and Siegfried Fischbacher cried out and uh, as, the, as, <laughs> as Roy Horn's unconscious body was being dragged backstage by this tiger um, on, on Roy's 59th birthday. Um, but Fisch, Fischbacher, who, uh, who's, who's now 79 years old, they uh, allowed the tiger to come back to their little Bavaria state. And, uh, you know, it was He's interesting. 79? Yeah, Fischbacher's 79. Roy was 75. Jesus Christ. 
And they were still doing their show. When did they stop doing the, their shows? 2003, after the incident. They all just right. shut it Thank down. Christ. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. But I mean, it was 17 years. Mm. I mean, they were like in mm. their 50s. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so this trainer, I just left out the Hollywood Reporter as to like put this out two hours after fucking Roy Horn mm. dies. Um, but this trainer said he wanted to speak for speak about what actually happened that night and give his version of the story because while Roy, you know, bore the physical scars of the attack, he said he has PTSD from it and can never forget, can't move on from it. It's ruined his life. This whole the the, the whole situation, this whole what happened, yeah. what occurred. Um, he's never really yeah. gotten past it, so now he's actually speaking out about it. Mm. So the thing is with. Uh, the thing is with Siegfried and Roy, when there's mm-hmm. when it happened, when this in 2003, when Roy was attacked, uh, they came out and they said that um, that that it was you know it was a stroke and that the animal was protecting them because they had built this they cultivated this image that they were masters of the impossible, you know, sure. capable of of interspecies bonds. And they could turn wild creatures into docile, you know, wild animals into docile creatures. And so they obviously didn't want to, you know, contradict this image. Um, The other thing, too, is Fischbacher was the master of illusions, whereas Roy Horn was the animal handler. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the the way they sort of split up the the responsibilities. He had Mm -hmm. a supernatural bond with these creatures. So if it came out that, no, this thing attacked him, because he lost control, then it's, you know, obviously I think everybody would now speak ill of the show and, and probably put the animal down too, if you think about it. Yeah. So Lawrence is coming out to talk about the factual accuracy of what occurred. Um, he also wants to talk about, uh, you know, to speak out about it to, 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 as a way to, to overcome his PTSD. Um, what's interesting about this guy is after it mm. after this happened, everybody lost their job because they shut the show down, and he mm. moved to uh, Kansas with his family. And when he was in, when they were describing the Lawrence household, this is the trainer. The whole house is Siegfried and Roy. He's got a he's got a painting of Siegfried and Roy. He's got a he's got Siegfried and Roy blankets on the couch. He's it's got, nice when you can treat your PTSD and get paid by TMZ at the same time, though. <laughs> you know? Do both. It's always a plus. Um, he, he would enjoy the DVDs that they made called Father of the Pride, which was an NBC animated sitcom about the show's White Lions. Have you ever heard of that? Aired from 2004 to 2005? I vaguely recall that. I do not. I do not even remember that. I vaguely recall that. What it was? They 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 were involved in that show. Yeah, I guess it was about their lions. So I don't oh, know if they, they were. Don't, in they don't it. Have, do they have lions? Yeah, white lions. They have white tigers. You know, that's oh. the thing with. Uh, you can still go to the Mirage, and mm. they have this thing called the Secret Garden, which you can pay extra to go check it out. And it's mm. sort of like, a, I guess, kind of a zoo. It's it's really yeah. funny. Uh, I went there a few years ago, um, and we uh, you you could pay three hundred fifty dollars to swim with dolphins. Mm-hmm. Like you put on a wetsuit and you get in a pool, and you could just hold on to these dolphins and swim with them. And so we went to go check it out, and it's just a bunch of how much fat, does it cost? Like three hundred bucks. Okay, yeah. it's just a bunch of fat Midwestern tourists just mm-hmm. like trying to squeeze into a wetsuit 
just terrorizing these poor dolphins. And like you look at the the pool is just full of like body oils and perfume and it's just yeah. yeah, it's it's tragic. And then you go through the secret garden and you see all these white lions and then the Siberian tigers that they use in their show. And it's like 118 degrees outside. Mm. You know, it's fucking it's fucking Las Vegas. It's a desert. A Siberian tiger should not be sitting outside in 118 degree weather, regardless of the mister that they shoot on this thing. You know, they spray misters on it. It's it is tragic. To go look at this, and they they got like a bunch of like balls and stuff to play with. It's just these animals they play are like Mister Mister for it. They should. Yeah, um, they should. Mm. They should play. They should play that. Wait, so what do you get? You get to hang out with these things in the secret garden? No. So in the secret garden, you can yeah. go look at them in cages, but you can swim oh. with dolphins. But if you're a celebrity, right. that's the thing. And uh, celebrities like um, I don't know, like Michael Jackson. And Demi Moore, they would go and uh, they would go back. You, they would be allowed to actually touch the tigers. So if you had enough money, you could touch the tigers in the Secret Garden. This is you know, in the I, '90s. When I, when I stayed at the Flamingo, it was like I was like so drunk I slept for like I don't know like two or three hours, and then I I couldn't sleep, so I woke up and I went downstairs, and I just went in the courtyard, and then I just kind of watched as like fucking ape-like simpletons through quarters at the flamingos. The flamingos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's so sad. They have real flamingos. Jesus Christ, you know? This is what it's all come to. (laughs) (laughs) It's like four four in the morning. You know, I'm just waiting for the fucking Johnny Rockets to open or something so I can get some eggs. (laughs) And and I'm watching these idiots. (laughs) Like, oh, man. Just help these uh, poor animals with quarters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you just wish that they would like throwing their goddamn change. Well, you wish that like the flamingo could jump over, you know, jump out of its cage Mm -hmm. and just peck their eyes out. Yep, like a karate kick them or something. Mm -hmm. That doesn't happen. No. So Siegfried and Roy had been doing their show, and this guy, uh, Chris Lawrence's trainer, actually cold called them and uh, just. Wanted to be involved anyway. I don't know how he found out about it. Just he just was like, I want to be part of the show. So at first he would uh, he actually had to work his way up. He would scrub the ken- the kennels. He would help with like the illusion setups, and mm. he actually bonded with the cats and, and would like hand feed them like treats and things like that until it got to the point where he was like one of the head trainers. What he noticed several years before the attack. Roy Horn had spent less and less time in close contact with the, with the cats. He had before, he would hand feed them, he would talk to them, he would come and like play them, but now he was uh, treating them more like props. And he feels that the diminishing relationship he had with Manticore is what contributed to the attack. What relationship he had with Manticore? So he used to be really close with, an- like, oh, I see. You know, being very actively involved with raising these animals and taking care of them. But then he just kind of was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a rich magician now. I used to talk to the tigers. I have no time like for that. Now it's like now they are they are empty to me. <laughs> I look into their eyes and there's nothing, and likewise I feel they give mm. me nothing. But sadness. I feel nothing for them anymore. And I think that's what contributed to it. So on his 59th birthday performance that night, Horn had considered using a new cub, which he thought might be cute. 
But given mm. that the audience was filled with, with Horn's friends, Lawrence, the trainer, was like, you should use Manticore. He's one of the most impressive cats because of his size and his experience. Mm. He'd be perfect for this trick that they were going to do called the rapport. So this uh, particular trick uh, meant to demonstrate the, the bond between Horn and these cats. And so what he would do is he would say, can you say hello to everyone? And he would vamp in front of the audience to whichever tiger is featured that evening. And then he would say, let's dance. And the animal would rise up with his paws on his shoulders and they would kind of dance. That was like their, that was the Hmm. trick. I mean, I've done that with the dog, but nobody ever gave me like a, a fucking regular venue at the Mirage, you know? Yeah. But was that dog like eight feet and 600 pounds? No. (laughs) (laughs) Then they might. Um, Yeah. So yeah. So what ended up happening is they, they did the the rapport Mm. and they're doing this trick, but things started going awry from the very, from the get go. So right after Manticore came on stage with Horn, he they wandered. Had a gecko too? No, from the get go. Oh, okay. okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, they had this six hundred pound gecko yeah. that ended up raping Siegfried live on stage. <laughs> it was it was horrible. I still have PTSD from it. But um, he gave me a good deal on car insurance, and that's all I care about. So yeah. after he was brought on stage, he wandered off the mark, which was alarming because you know this is like a rehearsed thing. And so when the other cats occasionally deviated from the routine, you know, they would just kind of, he would sort of like guide them back to the, to the X mark where they should, where they should, st- you know, stand and wait. And sometimes Horn would ask, um, what's wrong over the microphone if the animal is doing something different. But this particular occasion, Manticore was kind of already deviated from the, re- the regular routine, wandering far off the mark. This caused the trainer, Lawrence, to intervene, but he didn't want to be rebuked for stepping in. Apparently, they didn't like making mistakes and never owned a mistake in front of the audience. So Siegfried, if you tried to come out and correct them or pull the animal back or do something like that, Siegfried would rebuke you in front of everybody. (laughs) His favorite phrase was... fool! What are you doing? He says, I've been yelled at by Siegfried on many occasions. His favorite phrase was to yell, are you trying to ruin me? Yeah. (laughs) And uh, he he thought that since he and Roy were on the marquee, they couldn't make any mistakes on stage. So never point out a mistake. And Horn said that when a handler was seen, it ruined the entire show. He said they went to great lengths to hide the fact that that uh, the trainers existed to preserve the perception that Roy trained all the animals himself and was a master of the beast. <laughs> so he was the beast master or He's that's what he wanted master. to be. Yeah. So anyway, the tiger was off the mark. Roy Horn noticed that something was wrong and he made a crucial error. What Roy did, this is all according to the recollection of uh, Chris mm. Lawrence, a trainer. What he did is instead of walking Manticore in a circle, and you, you use your arm to steer him right back into the right, into the right spot, he pushed like Manticore's face into his midsection and tried to kind of push him back using his stomach back into the correct mm. spot. This caused confusion to the animal because the animal didn't know mm. what was going on. And I guess the trainer said you could tell his ears kind of perked up, his whiskers became outstretched from his cheeks, which is kind of an offensive thing to do. Mm. And so not knowing what else to do at this point, 
And seeing that this, he had a pissed off tiger in front of him, Roy Horn took a microphone and uh, asked him if he wanted to say hello to the audience. And then he, uh, and then he like kind of like tapped him on his nose a couple times. Mm. He like tapped the cat with the microphone, like hit him on the face with it. And it was at this point. I said, point, no, you stupid tiger. <laughs> you stupid tiger. I said, no. You missed your mark. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to ruin me? Are you trying to ruin me? <laughs> and so uh, when he mm. tapped him, the cat got even more pissed off and he grabbed his shirt sleeve in his mouth. And this caused Roy to kind of step back. And right yeah. when he and so right when he did that, Lawrence said he kind of like mm. grabbed the animal's uh I guess the animal had like a like a ten inch leash that they would kind of lead mm. him about. He grabbed the mm. animal's leash and tried to empty like all these one inch cube cut steaks that he has in his treat pocket. He gives these cats treats. Mm. And he tried to to distract the cat, but it didn't even matter. The cat was so pissed off at this point. And uh, he jumped out. I guess like at, he jumped at Roy Horn. And when he did this, he pulled the trainer like onto the, the back of the tiger. And the trainer is like using his weight to stop the, the tiger. It didn't even matter. Um, Manticore just had no interest in the trainer, zeroed in on Horn, jumped on the Horn's upper body and bit the right side of his neck. The trainer got up and tried to hold the tiger back. Couldn't do anything. Soon, See, that's what, that's what like German when that once once you're in this place, that's what German chess players would call Zugzwang. Zugzwang? Is, what is that? Like you're yeah, fucked. Once, yeah, what well, you get into a position where like any possible move you make will make your situation worse. I think what happened is Roy just lost consciousness. He just passed out. Like and uh, yeah, and the the cat then just dragged him off his motionless body just mm. off stage, and so people were screaming, and then they grabbed a bunch of fire extinguishers and started just like spraying the the cat with it to try to release Roy Horn, but the animal was just like had him just like in his grip in his mouth, and so this is what the trainer did: the trainer grabbed the cat by his tail, straddled him jam both of his index fingers into the cat's mouth doing like a fish hook maneuver. And uh, this caused, I guess, the cat to kind of bite himself and force the release of Horn, who that stagehands oh. dragged away. But yeah, so um, and right after like his target was taken away from him, he calmed down, went back to his kennel and just ate his dinner. Like the tiger just... Because well, well, I mean, normal. it's kind of ridiculous because like... You know, I have a very powerful bond with my cat. But if my cat was the size of a tiger, I would have been dead like three years ago. You know? Well, yeah, especially if you lived with him in your house. Yeah, yeah. My God. But I thought you, didn't you take all your uh, your cat's teeth out? I did. So you might you might have been fine if you took the tiger's teeth out? No, she, I still, the just claws, man. Oh, the claws, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, yeah, they just bat you around for laughs. <laughs> You know, well, I'm wondering how many times these guys were attacked by tigers and just never mentioned or just destroyed the creatures. <laughs> you know, I bet you cut like we destroyed uh, the foolish creatures to the furnace with him. Yeah, <laughs> he's a Jewish tiger. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, uh, what's his name? Doc Antle from uh, Tiger King. Didn't yeah. <laughs> that guy just shoot the tigers? And they said that. Yeah. Uh, they yeah. said that Tiger King himself, uh, whatever mm. that guy's name is, I'm already blanking on it. Um, do you remember that guy's name? What was his Joe name? Dracula. Joe Dracula. Yeah, like yeah, Joe Exotic. Rob Joe Exotic. 
Yeah. I think, yeah. He, didn't he change mm-hmm. his name too to like one of his husband's surnames? But Joe Exotic like would kill the tigers and then chop them up and feed them to the other tigers. Mm. I mean, these guys are, these guys are horrible people. Yes. Um, and I highly doubt, you know, Roy Horn and Siegfried really preserve these animals. I mean, they, they inbred them, you know, they had to keep producing them to keep them to be a certain age for the show. Cause they're not using a 10 year old mm. tiger in that show. So anyway, oh, yeah. after this happened, the USDA probed into the entire incident to try to figure out exactly what happened, who's at fault, you know, should they, you know, sue the casino. Um, so the agency, the government agency that's in charge of milk. Yeah. That's what they, <laughs> and exotic bees. Okay. But yeah, but <laughs> yeah the USDA, decided. that's uh, in charge of milk. They, they did their... Uh, they got their okay. crack investigators, their yeah, crack yeah. investigation team to come down here, right? Uh, make a government inquiry. But mm. yeah, so uh, there, but there are a lot of conflicting accounts about what happened from staffers and audience members. And then you had like you know the Mirage themselves saying like, oh, you know, he had a stroke. It wasn't the animal's fault. Mm. Um, Lawrence, the trainer, said uh, he was never actually officially. Um, allowed to depo- be deposed. Like he never gave his deposition about what happened. They never even asked him. And if I he, got a stroke, my cat would fuck me up. I bet your cat my would cat eat would... you for days probably. Well, no, I mean like if I got a stroke, just if I didn't die from the stroke, but I got a stroke, she would assume that means like I want to fight or something, you know? And like just if you were like fucking... stroking out, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, having a seizure or something. Yeah. I think my cats, I don't know about, mm. yeah, I think both of them would probably just start eating me over mm. a period of days. Don't you mm. think they, don't you think they would do that? You definitely. Yeah. And I mean, you know, dogs do it always, too. My cat's always talking about, you know, like she's always like, how come n- no Jews went to work at the World Trade Center on 9-11 that day? <laughs> oh, your you cat's a conspiracy theorist? That? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I don't know if that's true. And she's like, no, I saw it in a YouTube video. (laughs) So, you know, she's got a lot of, a lot of interesting ideas. Does she talk about like the melting point of the steel in the second building? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, -hmm. so yeah. So at, after the attack occurred, um, Lawrence, the trainer, was heard from a show official who was asking if he had been drinking earlier in the day of the attack because they were trying to scapegoat the whole incident on a different on a trainer <laughs> to kind of like once again protect Roy. Um, the agency's documentation shows through uh, shows uh, through correspondence with Roy Horn's lawyer and the show's producer Feld Entertainment, which also owned Ringling Brothers Circus for years. Uh, would not share the video of what actually happened. So I don't know if you can get the footage. There has to be footage. I mean, I'm sure audience members recorded what happened. Have you ever been able to find it? Have I ever been able to find what? The footage of the attack. Oh, I don't know. I have a memory of seeing it, but who knows? I can't. You know, I bet you our listeners. I don't trust my memory no more. I mean, my God. Send it to us. You know, I want to see this. If you can find the Mm -hmm. footage, I'd like to. I'm sure it's on like, Mm. uh, I don't know, E fucked or something. Um, (laughs) Live leak. Yeah. You could probably find it. Sure. So within Mm -hmm. days of the attack, 
Horn mm. underwent more rounds of brain surgery. He suffered two gaping puncture wounds in his neck, causing massive blood loss, led to a stroke, with few expecting mm. him to survive. But, uh, and then meanwhile, all the people involved in the show, uh, about 150 people, including dancers, acrobats, stagehands, admins, uh, they were all dismantled. You know, the show was dismantled. They were all let go. Um, the show was completely done at that point. You know what's interesting, quick aside, is that a month after the attack, after Roy Horn was savagely brutalized by this tiger and mauled, Saturday Night Live spoofed it in a, uh, in a bit with uh, um, uh, Alec Baldwin pretending to be Roy Horn being eaten by a tiger. <laughs> like one month after. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's like when uh, Roger Ebert got his fucking face ripped off by that chimpanzee. Remember that? So Roger Ebert didn't get his face ripped off. Didn't that's he have why cancer? He had no face. For, no, he had why cancer, he... like face cancer. I might be mixing up Roger Ebert with that chimpanzee woman. Uh, the chimpanzee lady, yeah. I would have loved okay. to see a chimpanzee rip off Roger Ebert's face and his testicles. No, that woman, that was, uh, yeah. God, that was a great story. Her friend. It's cause, yeah, because he, he didn't like Planet of the Apes. He didn't like the remake <laughs> of Planet of the Apes. So <laughs> ripped his face he off. He gave it two thumbs down, ripped his face off. That was the, yeah, when they, after Siskel died, really, they, bad standing. <laughs> was it, did you ever see the remake of Planet of the Apes where it's like, they're like, we're going to make a cure for Alzheimer's. And then they just make this really smart ape. Yeah, <laughs> Caesar. It's like yes. Uh, it's like okay. Well, I guess we didn't cure Alzheimer's, but we made this this intelligent ape guy. I would, you know, I enjoyed that movie. Like, despite James Franco, he he could normally ruin anything for me. But I liked I it because I feel like half of the movie was just him in like ape jail, and there was no dialogue, <laughs> yeah, <there>. wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, he was just and he's talking about ape fucking, jail orangutan with the weird fucking face shit with the oh, weird yeah. shit on his face would they end Apparently, up like, like the more shit you have on your face when you're an orangutan like the weirder and more fucked up your face is like the bigger deep the bigger deal you are oh really in the, in yeah. the orangutan community yeah if you have like a flat face and crazy bullshit over here it's like all the bitches want to fuck fucking get up on your shit i didn't realize that was a, that yeah. that's that's how it works yeah, it is. Huh. Do you ever see uh, uh, the later Planet of the Apes, like the you know the ones that came out like a couple of years ago, where they're riding horses with Woody Harrelson? <laughs> it was oh yeah, he was the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I did see that. Oh yeah, I, oh, yeah, I love I what, watching the orangutan just riding this horse. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the trainer here asserts that what he believes to be this romanticized cover story that Horn had a stroke on stage and that Manticore tragically attempted to save him. Which he, which actually happened is he had a stroke because of the attack. And this mm. is like a whole public relations necessity because of, you know, understandable mercy towards Horn. And also, you know, it's a, it was a tragic occurrence. Um, but, th but they will never let that, that actual, the actual truth get out. And right. I, I think that was the whole thing with the, you know, I, th I think they probably, the Mirage didn't want to get sued either by the staff. Yeah, they were suffering like PTSD. Um, what's What's interesting here is what happened to this guy, the trainer. So in 2003, he quit his employee. He was still working at the Secret Garden, but he quit because he was <laughs> racked with guilt over what happened with Horn. 
and he had an increasing discomfort around these animals that he dedicated his life to nurturing. No shit. Once you see a, once you see like a, a tiger just totally fuck up some dude, it's not like you're going to be like, yeah, I want to go back in the ring with them, you know? Let me get back well, in the cage. There's secret gardens them. everywhere. I'm sure he'll have no problem getting yeah, more Yeah, he can work. find another one. Well, mm. what he ended up doing is he uh, moved with his wife and his kids to Kansas uh, where um, he fixed up classic Corvettes for money drank to excess, and experienced paranoid visions, one, causing him to flee through a wheat field away from his family. He experienced these paranoid visions in which his irrational mind convinced him that Horn and Fishbacher had ordered his killing and were hunting him down. So this guy would have night terrors of Siegfried and Roy coming into his house in the middle of the night and sl- slicing his throat. <laughs> <laughs> Like, but you know what's weird about it? He's not the only one. I was when you I was trying to ruin me. <laughs> yeah, he would have night terrors. That entire story sounds like, you know, like every like once a season, like Don Draper would just like walk away from the fucking ad agency and go to like Kansas and work on car. But it would happen in the course of like two episodes. Oh, yeah, and then he'd yeah. Be back. And That's he- what that sounded like. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he would just like just disappear and everyone's yeah. like, just get in his car too and just drive just leave yeah and then just and then, just like start drinking until he you know <laughs> like the work on cars. cars in california or whatever yeah. <laughs> i forgot about that yeah, yeah no this is similar but this guy you know mm. had full-on ptsd he could no longer tolerate the scent of raw meat which he used to feed the tigers <laughs> Uh, he avoids nature documentaries that showcase big game. He can't pet his family's five-year-old black poodle mix, Roxy, because he's, it scares him too much. He can't eat uh, Frosted Flakes. He avoids that cereal completely. Are you? Fuck you. All right. <laughs> Joking about fuck that. You. But yeah, you might see, it might here. be animated tigers too, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he gets the night terrors. He, he says they always end up with him getting his throat ripped out by Siegfried or Roy, similar to Roy's neck being bitten. Mm. And join uh, the fucking club. I get, I have night terrors too. I never got Siegfried or Roy. You know? No, not of them. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. If but you I bet, and my throat is getting ripped out sometimes. It happens, you know, <laughs> just all of those things he said were like stupid, you know? <laughs> hey, it's PTSD. His, yeah. uh, his wife says, the, that he his PTSD had given her PTSD. Mm. She said that mm. oftentimes she's like she goes I would you know mm. we'd we'd be having a regular night out and then all mm. of a sudden he would be overcome with a hallucination start screaming the streets are turning into Legos and then I'd tell the kids don't tell people what's happening here. <laughs> what? So, yeah, he would just this guy he went fucking mental. He went mental okay. after this. And so he starts screaming like he was having nightmares of Siegfried and Roy trying to kill him. He would say that the streets are turning into Legos. Had it been huh. difficult for the kids, you know? Wow. But you know what, though? When That's I was doing weird. research, I found another story about Siegfried and mm-hmm. Roy real quick that there is a pro football kicker. His name is Cole Ford. He was like, mm-hmm. former, he, I think he played for uh, the Browns at one point. But then he moved to Vegas um, because he believed there was a global conspiracy involving his father, Siegfried and Roy, and the spread of disease. And so this guy said he was watching Siegfried and Roy on TV, and he had a sudden realization that what was wrong with the world 
was linked to the illusionist treatment, dominance, and unhealthy intimacy he had with animals or that they were having with their animals. Oh. So this guy, this former pro football kicker, said that uh, he saw their illusions as their power to distort and change reality. And he felt that Siegfried and Roy threatened the order of the world. So he figured out a way to stop them. And you know what he did? This is his way to stop Siegfried and Roy. What did he do? He was arrested. This is like November 10th, 2007. He was arrested and charged with firing shotgun blasts at the Jungle Palace home of the magical duo. (laughs) (laughs) This is like that fat kid that dressed up like the Punisher and tried to kill the Green Ranger. (laughs) At the (laughs) Comic-Con. Yeah, this guy... Just, I mean, he must have had a lot of concussions or something. Oh, yeah. He yeah. began with the Oakland Raiders, and then he went to the Bills, and he was cut in 97. And then just mm. felt that uh, Siegfried and Roy were trying to ruin the world. You know, so... I just uh, like that. It's like, they're trying to ruin the world, but I have a plan. <laughs> cut to him just wildly <laughs> firing just shotgun, shotgun in their front yard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm surprised good, he had sick the tigers on them. Yeah. Um, do you think like uh, Siegfried hates Copperfield and they both hate Chris Angel? Or do you think they all kind of hang out every now and then? Or do you think all of those guys just hate Carrot Top? I feel like I feel no. I feel like Siegfried and Roy definitely smoke meth with Carrot Top and get down. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah. Isn't Carrot Top kind of gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, they probably I, all ab- did. Absolutely, absolutely. But uh, no, yeah, they definitely don't. And, no, and none of them like David Blaine. Oh yeah, no, none they all hate David. Like well, they David probably Blaine. hate Chris Angel too. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but I'm sure you know. You're right. I bet you Siegfried and Roy had some crazy popper parties in Little Bavaria. And oh. Carrot Top was like probably a guest of honor. Yeah. Who knows. Anyway, a lot of chocolate in in, in Bavaria. Yep. They're famous for chocolate there. Chocolate, mm. and their Shiza flicks. Uh, well, anyway, rest in peace there, Roy Horn. Um, I I will always regret not having a chance to see that show. Um, and could you imagine how amazing that would be to have seen the show in two thousand three when he gets eaten? You're talking about like me, the way you, you sound like me, like when I like didn't get to see Nirvana before they die or something. You I'd know? much rather see Roy Horn being eaten. Yeah. Well, okay. If it's that <laughs> show, yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> Absolutely. That'd be amazing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, people, this is episode 738 here, Sick and Wrong. Uh, we have some news stories coming up next. We have some phone calls a little later in the show. Uh, but first, here's a word about our Patreon page. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a sick and wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Elderly woman buried alive by son miraculously survives after being trapped in a pit for three days. 
You know, what's interesting about this story, it's not even a corona quarantine story. Do they even quarantine yeah. in China? Do they even do that? Yeah, they were doing it. Were they, they were doing, doing it like a self-quarantine like we're doing, or were they just kind of like... Yeah, yeah, and, and it was worse because they're, you know, a totalitarian government. So it's like you get, you know... You get like uh, gulagged or something if you if you yeah. break it. Huh. Yeah. Maybe, so this might it's be, like, this like, might be like, a part of it. It's like in New York. It's like, it's like if you're in New York City and everyone is black. You know, and then you just police just start punching you in the nuts for no reason. That's what China was like during the that's, quarantine. That's exactly what China's like. That's a good analogy yeah. for just life mm -hmm. in China in general. Yeah. Uh, so the 79-year-old lady here, identified as Wang Mao, was rescued on May 5th after her daughter-in-law reported her missing, uh, which mm -hmm. I'll get to that in a second. But I can't believe, what a, like, what a snitch. It's your wife. It's not even her mother. And she's like snitching out her husband. A paralyzed elderly woman was rescued on Tuesday after her son buried her alive in an abandoned tomb. The 79-year-old woman remained trapped in the tomb for three days before being rescued. She's disabled. You know, Welts was trapped in a tomb for three days. <laughs> <laughs> Who? Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He, knew, rode on, he rose on the third day. Oh, was it he three rode days? on the third day. Yeah. Huh. Three days. Yeah. So he's a ride or die mm -hmm. type of guy, that guy. Yeah, he is. You know. Riding dirty. Mm -hmm. Uh the disabled woman, identified as Wing Mao, um, was pulled out from the pit by police in uh China's Shangxi province after her daughter in law reported her missing. I like this. Oh, wait, part. was she in a tomb or was she in a pit? the fuck is going on here i think i think it's a <sighs> just a pit inside it's mm. like a pit inside of a tomb so it's like a tomb that with that with a pit dug into it i the only time that's ever happened is when i play like tomb raider the, it sounds you know? like it's kind of a, i don't know what why fuck it's an here. abandoned tomb i don't know if it's yeah. like a if it's it's like you know if there are relics buried there if it's some kind of mm. religious site but mm. she was put in trapped in a pit inside this tomb. Um, the wow. rescue operation was reportedly filmed and showed officials pulling the woman out of the tomb feet first. Like, you could get in there. It's not like, why, why do they have to pull her out feet first? Yeah, she's paralyzed too. Oh, I guess she couldn't feel it. Uh, when she, they yeah. pulled her out of the uh, ground, she was covered in mud and she lay motionless. They provided her with a blanket to cover her and then she was rushed to the hospital where she's in stable condition and she's recovering. Meanwhile, her son, identified as Mamao, Mamao, not Momo, Mamao, he's in custody. He's facing an attempted murder charge, and they're currently that investigating was a real bad what happened. Joke. I apologize for it, <laughs> but it was bad. just like it was literally. I couldn't even help it. It was like an instinct or something. I don't know where you're going with that one, but yeah, yeah. Um. So, per reports, 58-year-old Ma's crime unfolded when the police received a call from his wife, Zhang Mao. It's not even her own mother. This is her mother-in-law. She called the police, and she reportedly told them that her mother-in-law disappeared. And she said she last right. saw her husband, or she last saw her mother with her husband, who had put her on a push cart and was wheeling her out of the family home. Hmm. 
So it's like he just put her on this cart, was wheeling her out. Um, reports said that Ma returned home in the early hours of May 3rd without his mother and an empty push cart. When his wife asked him about, about his mother, like, where, you know, where's your mom at? Uh, he said he hired a driver to take her to stay with relatives. Soon after Zhang's call, police summoned Ma and interrogated him, during which he confessed that he took his mother to a forest about three kilometers away from their house and dumped her in an empty graveyard pit. Hmm. So uh, apparently they don't have nursing homes in China. Do they just have no need for nursing homes? It's like when, they're, when they get to the point where the, your, your relatives are old and annoying, just dump them in a pit. They don't even have to be dead yet. I think, yeah, well, you got to get a head start on, on uh, being a ghost. Oh, yeah. Because it yeah, doesn't yeah. end there. It's, it's like a whole thing over there. It's don't like, they marry ghosts or lose their virginity marry, to them or something? They do marry, they marry ghosts. They, you got to like, it's like, like when your like mother dies or whatever, it's like when you're, you know, it's like they go to prison and you got to like buy commissary for them. It's like you got to bring food to them like once a week or whatever at their... <laughs> tomb or whatever you got it's a whole thing yeah it's like a whole relationship yeah or it's like yeah. the the jumping fucking ghoul vampire things will get him i forget <laughs> what those guys are called he also so. uh the son told police that he buried his mother because she suffers from incontinence making his entire house stink which causes him <laughs> great psychological pressure um yeah yeah, mm. a report claimed that the mother might be mentally ill and there's tests being carried out to confirm mm. her mental status. However, I'd have dumped her ass too, man. Do you want this woman just stinking up your entire home? And he probably, I bet you they live in like a fucking studio apartment. I've seen the apartments in China. In Chinatown, San Francisco, mm. it'd be like 10 people living in a one-bedroom apartment. Mm. So I imagine that whole place must have smelled like uh, her shitty ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Makes me think, though. I was thinking about this. So they don't have nursing homes over there. Do you think that's why they invented the COVID? Oh. Oh, in the Wuhan lab? Yeah. Like, do you think the yeah. Chinese government's like, I guess we could spend all this money to build these nursing home facilities, but that's going to cost a lot of money. And then we got to heard- put up rules. Let's just make a virus that will wipe out the old people. I heard they were trying to come up with a cure for Alzheimer's and then then they, instead they just made a really smart bat (laughs) and then they ate it. They they made a really intelligent pangolin and then they ate it. That's what happens. Yeah. Uh You know, I bet you if you started a theory about that on YouTube, people believe to it, definitely Uh believe it. They'd subscribe to it. Um, It'd be like the the smart gremlin. You have like Tony Randall's voice, you know? (laughs) Officials located the site of the pit and they started digging into it after hearing cries for help. They pulled the woman out and she miraculously survived for three days without any food or water. She just chucked his mom in a pit. No food or water, just left and went home. Um, The uh, director here of of the Public Security Bureau... Yang Lejeune says that the details of the case aren't complicated. What's hard to fathom is the suspect's apparent loss of humanity. His violation of morals and ethics is unacceptable. You try living in a studio apartment with an incontinent old woman. Like, seriously, I want to see how, I want to check your humanity after three months of that. Hmm. Man. 
Yeah, cut this guy some I mean, slack. It depends on how much, like, you know, I guess it depends on how much, like, Asian parenting he had to endure. I guess, you but, know? like, let's say your mom you know, it's couldn't. Like, it's like, you, you just, A minus wasn't good enough for you, was it? A minus wasn't good enough. Because <laughs> it's mom. never good enough. A minus is never good enough, you know? Yeah, but could you imagine, yeah. like, your mom living with you, and she's, mm. like, has no control of her bowels. And she's living in your house. Would you think about burying her in a pit in Griffith Park? No, I would not. Yeah, right. I would. I would. Uh, I would literally go into debt and put her in a place where she can be like taken care of. I'd pawn her I, off on a sibling. On a sibling? I don't yeah. have. I can't. You know. I guess. So, I got nothing um, because she dumped all those idiots. You know. God damn it. <laughs> um, well, Ma here, the son, is reportedly mm. one of two sons of Wang. Mm. She used to live with her other son, but when that son had to leave the area for work, she shifted with uh, Ma and lived with him. So maybe you can uh, pawn her off on his, his other brother. You know, now that I'm thinking about this, this is a good Mother's Day story. It's very topical. I didn't even think about that when I selected it. Well, one time... Um... One time when he was a kid, uh, he got stung by a B, and she was like, why couldn't you have gotten stung by an A? Ooh. <laughs> is that, a, is that a, a tiger mom joke? Yes, it is. It's like an Asian tiger mom joke. Yeah, but I that's exactly that what I pulled that out from, like, the file cabinet in my brain from, like, 10 <laughs> years ago. From some, like, meme from 10 years ago. I'm like, let's see. Well, where's the thing? Okay, here. You got to put that in your type five. Yeah. <laughs> that one's got to be in there. I think it'll go over well. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be, be, be. it's so hard for a white guy these days to make Asian jokes. <laughs> you know, I want to make some jokes about a tiger mom, yeah. but I'm not Asian. I'm a white guy. White guys can't do anything <laughs> anymore. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, speaking mm. of white guys with jokes, what do you have here mm. for the second story? All right. <laughs> Daria Alyabieva charged with attempted murder for allegedly stabbing Tatiana Nazaranova in social distancing fight. Is that a Huey Lewis solo or Huey Lewis in the news song? No, that's from... Um, that was from the the uh, the musical based on American Werewolf in London. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah that's great, yeah. great, uh, great musical. That's right. Yeah. So uh, Daria Alyabieva allegedly stabbed her roommate Tatiana Nazarinov during an altercation at their New York City apartment. Ooh, is this recent? So this must be a COVID thing. It is a COVID thing. Huh. Uh, Are they escorts? It's unclear. <laughs> it's unclear. I mm. thought the one, I saw a picture. I thought one of them was hot, but you're saying she's like a plastic surgery disaster. No, no, no. There's, there's different, there's different pictures. There's, and it's like, if they're from the slightly wrong angle, it's like something is wrong. Something. One of them is like, one of them's cute. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of them's, but it's like with a name like fucking Yadjarva Itabozabo, you know. <laughs> and, 
all right, I'm going to shut up. Um, but the, no, the other one, it's like, it's, you can't tell if it's like, oh, is this like a, like a fucking Snapchat filter with the eyes and the, and then there's some airbrushing or did you just have plastic surgery to look like a Snapchat filter airbrush thing? I guess know? I saw one picture where it's, one of them did look kind of hot. But maybe it mm. was like a, a filter. But the other one kind of looked like mm. Baba Yaga or something. She's <laughs> <laughs> just look creepy. I'm not even sure which one you mean. I'm looking <laughs> at them now. You know? Anyway. But, you know, hey. Um, I don't know what it is. They like fuck, people like fuck up their eyes or something. What is this thing? What are they? I don't know. I don't want to go into a five, a fucking tight five about this. You know, it's like they like digitally alter their eyes, and then they end up looking like, like a monster. Are they and trying to make them like anime style, like wider? Yes, or something. I don't know. I just it. I don't I like know. it. I don't like it. And uh, I'm all natural on Instagram. You don't need the, filters. <laughs> filters are for posers. So, um, yeah, so she was uh, charged with uh, attempted murder for allegedly stabbing a roommate during an altercation involving excessive drinking. Ooh, well, they are Russian. Uh -huh. They love this their vodka. Over the, over the weekend, while the two women were social distancing together in their Upper East Side apartment. I don't even know why they need to say that in this article. They live in an apartment in New York, so they're not social distancing together. They're fucking roommates. <laughs> yeah, it's like what? shit. You know? <laughs> well, like Yeah, they're not what socially yeah. they're roommates in this uh Upper East Side apartment. Although Upper East Side is kind of nice, right? Uh, it used to be. Now now I heard the Upper East Side is actually cheaper than Brooklyn. Whoa, I didn't know that. And there, I think the reason was just cuz like Upper East Side got so expensive people left. And then like you know the the dry cleaners and shit left and then they couldn't get anybody to like put businesses in there so they had to lower all the rents hmm. and this was like years ago that's what i heard you know but still um, probably like twenty five hundred dollars or for like a what yeah studio? Oh, it's still crazy i'm yeah. sure yeah yeah yeah, absolutely crazy. but it's like i don't know if you've seen those videos out in new york where it's like you know the police just being like going up to like a black couple and being like, you're not standing six feet apart. And they start fucking just beating the fuck out of them. And it's like, they're married or something, dude. Like what, why do they stand six feet apart? That's my child. Yeah. What? You, yeah. That's my four year old son. He's going to be six feet apart. God. And it's a taser rocking the taser out right away. You know, do you see the video of uh, that park ranger that was like telling everybody to social distance and, do, and some did. guy and just pushed him yeah. into the duck pond? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny. Also, good mugshot with that one. That was a good mugshot. It, it yeah. really tracked. Yeah. It really <laughs> tracked the whole thing. He looked like his uh, friend uh, with Jesse Pinkman's friend in Breaking Bad. I, I, I thought that too. It looks like Badger. <laughs> yeah. Badger. It looks like Badger. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah, so um Nazarinov told the the New York Daily News that Alyabieva had a long history of excessive drinking, but warned her to limit her drinking amid the coronavirus lockdown. Uh that's not the time to, to go on. That's the not wagon. the time to no. be a helicopter roommate. No. A tiger roommate. Not. You know, don't do it. To just leave him alone. Don't, don't you just know? Just let him oh drink God. and get through it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And maybe they won't stab you. Yeah. I told her, you can't drink in the house. Uh, you can't go to a liquor store. It's a rule. However, the Zaranov and Alia Bieva's heavy drinking continued. It sounded a she lot was, like Yakov Smirnov, by the way. Yeah. She would start her <laughs> drinking in the morning. Really in your country, <laughs> you drink after work. In Soviet Russia, we started drinking in the morning. Yeah. In Soviet Russia, vodka drinks you. I'm sure uh, uh, I'm sure our audience probably knows about as much of Yakov's yeah. as they do oh, yeah, Siegfried or Bro. I'm off on that shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so uh, she would start drinking in the morning. Nazar Nazar God damn it. Nazarinova <laughs> told the outlet. She would go to kitchen and grab a coffee cup and pretend she was drinking coffee or tea. Na- was Nazarinova. it just pure vodka? Yeah, there was just, just straight coffee up vodka. vodka. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Russian coffee. Yeah. Nazarinova. Um, oh, God damn this car alarm! <laughs> show is Can you hear this? So Can you hear the car tonight. alarm? Yeah, that is weird. I'm going to... It sounds like a German submarine or something. Like I am going to smash some shit. Okay, it's not too bad. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. (laughs) We live in great neighborhoods. Dust boot. Yeah. (laughs) I live in dust boot. Hunt for Red Um, October going on out there. Yeah. (laughs) I had the cure for cancer, but I lost it. Oh, that's medicine, man. I'm sorry. I I got it mixed up. Uh, Yeah. So, um, Nazarinova also claimed that Alia Bieva threatened to kill her when she was drunk in March. I had to hide all the knives in the kitchens, she said. Um, on April 19th, Zaranova said she began trying to reason with Alia Bieva and offer her support. That was her first mistake, because you can't reason. We have, we have some Russian women who are fans, but I think they would agree when I say you don't, don't reason with them. Not with a drunk Russian woman. No, don't try to reason with them. Um, and she was like, no, fuck it. I just want some whiskey. Nazarinova alleged. Nazarinova said that after she put a glass of Alia Bieva's whiskey in the sink, Alia Bieva was set off. So she poured a glass of whiskey in the sink, which is a faux pas. She hid uh, super crazy eyes. I can't even explain it. Zaranova said, "I was like, what's your what's your problem?" Zaranova claimed that Ayabieva then stabbed her with a a huge meat knife. <laughs> a meat knife? Yeah, like yeah. a steak knife. Okay. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> a meat, a huge meat knife. I gave, I gave her a food. I gave her clothes. I gave her everything. Um, I promised myself and my parents and my friends I'm not going to deal with this person ever again. She was acting really crazy and wild. Um, yeah, where's the thing about the meat knife again? 
I think the moral of this story here is you just, during the COVID-19 pandemic, just don't talk to people about their drinking habits. Yeah. Especially people you live with. I didn't realize she had huge meat knife. (laughs) Zarnova told the Daily News. What like a cleaver? I'm just like like what? That could mean a that could be yeah. a butcher knife, that could be a kuna. Yeah. Hey, tried to push her away. It was so fast and dark in hallway. The roommate quickly realized she was wounded. My ship was fountaining blood, she said. <laughs> I was stained in my blood and she was stained in my blood. I was like, please stop, please stop. I literally realized I'm probably going to die because I was losing so much blood. I saw something coming out of abdomen. I guess it was intestine. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, she she guessed it was her her intestine was coming out of her stomach? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I said, Dasha, I'm going to die. Call the police. And she said, no, die, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Did she stab her again? No. Uh, She finished find a phone, called 911. Alia Bieva fled before cops arrived. Um, Yeah, and she needed a massive blood transfusion and two surgeries. Ooh. She actually has a a GoFundMe now. She was sliced and stabbed in the arm, shoulder, hands, and face. One of her arteries was also cut. She did it like prison style, like a shiv. Yeah. She got hit an artery. I don't know. It was mostly muscles and nerves, she said. What about her (laughs) intestine? Hopefully in a few weeks or a few months, I'll be back to normal. (laughs) So... Yeah. What about her, what about her intestine? Is that they managed to put that back in? I guess they did. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, so the, the I guess a few days after they tracked down the roommate and um, arrested her, charged her with attempted murder, and she's currently in Rikers Island where she definitely has the COVID. I'm sure she does. So, she was calling me her best friend, like her almost family, and this is what she did to me. This is what she did. Yeah, definitely not yeah. family. So do you think so, um, in prison, the Russians... I thought, if not me, then who? We're Russians, and we he, he should take care of each other. And honestly, it was a mistake. So, <laughs> do yeah. you think uh, the Russians in prison stick together? There must be a lot of Russians Fuck in yeah. Rikers Island. Uh, there's not a lot of Russians in oh, Rikers there's Island. There's not that many? There's the, the, yeah, it's like... Six percent white or something wow. in Rikers Island, but I would say that a decent portion of the white people are uh, Russian. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Russian, Polish, yeah. Russian so. mob. Mm. Brighton Beach. Oh man, I miss Brighton Beach, Sheepshead Bay. Those are the Russian neighborhoods. Get some good Russian oh, cuisine. Go get some borscht. I actually had to look through this chicks instagram for like 10 minutes to find video of her speaking because i didn't know if she was like russian russian or like american russian or or you know yeah moves here when she was one in 1992 after the soviet union fell but is she russian russian she's russian 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 Russian, yeah 
Yeah. So she sounds like Yakov Shmirnov. Yeah. Yeah. So, Figured. Anyway. There you go. People, send your stories. Mm-hmm. Stickerunpodcast, gmail.com. We have some phone calls come up next. 323-522-4032 is the Sick and Wrong Hotline number. Uh, before we get to that, how about a word from Adam and Eve? Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle, I can buy myself loads of good sex toys. Since both of my wives died, and my Lugaric's disease got pretty bad, let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring. But thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code, Diddle. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Remember, keep it under three minutes there, people. Uh, first call we have is from a guy who is an atheist preacher. Needs some advice. All right. Hello, Brother Dave, Brother Andy. Uh, this is the atheist preacher. Did you hear that? Yeah, I heard that. The gig is up. They know who we are now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> the sass of this man. Yeah. God. God strike you down and a pox on your genitals. Well, uh, I mean, the joke's on him because he's, uh, um, you know, he's a narrative cliche. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly so is. Yeah. Calling because I, I want to get some advice from you. Moral moral advice. Uh, so I'm not a not religious at all. But uh, about five six years back, I was homeless and I started uh, picked up this jobs kind of sort of job uh, cleaning up this church, and basically they were letting me stay in the back room. Uh, I've since gotten myself together and everything like that, and I've pretended. Uh, to be a Christian for this uh, Southern Baptist Church down here in Florida. Okay, so this guy was homeless. Um, and they let him sleep in the back of this mm. church. And now this he's... Is literally the plot of Jesus's son. <laughs> and so he cleaned himself up. Yeah. And now he's like a part of the church? Is it... Well, let's see. You got to fake it till and... you make it, brother. Slowly, I've kind of worked my way up within it because they're good people, uh, right? And I'm working in the youth ministry. But <laughs> these are this is the most trusting congregation I've ever heard. I love how he's like, I work my way in it. It's like you know, rabbis go to school for nine fucking years. They go, rabbis go it's, to school as long as a doctor. It's a different religion, yeah. <laughs> but with like, haven't you, have you ever seen that show, that movie, D, uh, uh, documentary about the kids at pre, at preacher camp? I don't know if I ever saw that. Well, they're like nine year olds learning how to be preachers, and they're like. <laughs> 
and mother those motherfuckers are talented though they're like yeah, yeah. You know, i mean you could... like old school revive they're like nine and they're like sweating they're like old school <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean someone's got it's like going to clown yeah. college you know, you yeah, gotta learn they're it like somewhere. Healing frogs they caught in the <laughs> pond. It's crazy. I just love how mm. it's like you don't have any <clears throat> credentials. Mm. You have no mm. previous education. Oh, you're a former meth addict that was homeless. Okay, you're now in charge of the youth ministry. No, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like all right. That's okay. what it's all about, man. Fake it till you make it. Here's my my quandary. They've 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 offered me. The actual, the actual big time preacher position, which is like a forty thousand dollar a year job, comes with car Damn. and uh, an on house. Basically, it's like a little two bedroom. And a house? My, Wait, he gets forty grand, a house mm. and a car. Yeah, Th- this is also, crazy. Someone, someone in the chat also pointed out that this is the plot from Sister Act, yeah. <laughs> and, and it is. <laughs> Do you think yeah. this guy's Whoopi uh, Goldberg? Yeah, yeah. I think he is. Question is, do you think that I should just keep going with it and yeah. just keep basically living a lie? Yes. Uh, yep. And be being able to. What do you want to be a homeless guy again? No. Mm. <laughs> keep doing it. The Gentiles mm. will have no idea. Mm. Quit my fucking shitty uh, grocery bagging job. Or would I be a bad guy for doing that? Thank you. No, I think homeless preachers should everything, definitely. Yeah, should everything definitely is leave. meaningless. <laughs> you know, everything is meaningless. And if you like, if you can help kids, you know, it doesn't matter. You can, you know, you can help them by, you know, teaching them about Animal Crossing or fucking. Telling an allegory from the fucking book of Job. It's all the same bullshit. Yeah, but he's going to be like the big time preacher of the whole congregation because apparently you don't have to go to college or have any kind of like formal education to do this. It's like, I've never read the Bible. I just mainly just read this (laughs) old stack of Nintendo powers that they had in the back room. A couple chick tracks. I've been going, (laughs) I've been going off of that. You know, you know, what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. You're going to start, you know, maintaining the ruse. You're going to be the preacher of this congregation. Everything's fine. And then young Emily Rose, poor 13-year-old girl, you know, becomes uh, possessed by some kind of demonic entity. And they're going to go like, let's go get the preacher to save Mm. her. And then you're going to have to go Mm. and try to like exercise this poor young girl. Everyone's going to figure out you're a fraud. Yep. Or you're going to figure out that God really exists. Either way, what a ride until then. Yeah, you know what a ride. Just enjoy it, dude. Just My enjoy God. it. Yeah, yeah. God. You should no, almost yeah. look into doing that because you got charisma. I think you I can do. lead yeah, a yeah. church. I'm very familiar with the scripture. You, you are. Know? You you yeah. could probably lead a Mormon church. Definitely. You know a lot about Mormons. Yeah, yeah forty thousand dollars. You get a fucking house. Mm. Yeah, why not? Hey, go go for it, atheist preacher. They don't need to know. Because most people, I mean, like, if you're like willing to read a book, you're like have a leg up on like most people. <laughs> yeah, nowadays. if you can read a book, then you could be a preacher of most congregations in in the Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, if you, if you like helping people, you know, like, because there's always like 
I remember there's always like that cool like priest or whatever who's like just maybe I'm just thinking of TV shows. Maybe I'm not really thinking of real life, but like who's like uh, with the guy that used to give you magic fingers on your shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> he's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, the guy with the yeah the, the special time. Yeah, the tarantula fingers. Yeah, no, uh, you know where it's like he's kind of drunk, and he gives you good advice, and then like when no one else is around, he admits that it doesn't actually matter whether yeah, or not Jesus bullshit. Christ it, it is God or even existed. You know? Yeah, he's he's uh, start going off on like the brothers Karamazov yeah. and shit like that. Yeah. So you can actually, you can just, you know, I mean, I, so the only other thing is, you know, sometimes you might get swallowed in the belly of the beast. That is also a thing that can happen. That's what's going to happen when he has to try to do this exorcism. It's like, you know, well, I mean, you know, when you pretend to be, be careful who you pretend to be. Cause in the end you are who you pretend to be. Exactly. Yeah. True word. Although I think you should definitely go for it because, you know, what's your mm. alternative? The studio apartment back in the in the back of the church or like a two bedroom house? You think this guy's yeah. shagging mm. some of the uh, the female congregants? This is not my beautiful house. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I bet you. I, would, is. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, yeah. So use your preacher God. power. Although they're not really into like. <clears throat> They do butt stuff though, or hand stuff. Oh, they or do mouth. butt stuff. Yeah, they? yeah, they do all yeah. the other stuff. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, go ahead. All right, do your butt stuff mm. and pretend to believe mm. in God. Get mm. paid. All right, next caller we have here is mm. uh, Jizzy Jake. Haven't heard from him in a while. Yo, stick it wrong, you dirty bitches. Jizzy Jake. Uh, doesn't even sound like him. Does sound like him? It doesn't. Yeah, it sounds different. Honestly, I always call you guys. Every single time that I'm heading out to uh, uh, the, uh, the the witch country singer's house, you know, uh, yeah. the country singer daughter's house, um, I Box feel like it's started. been years now, and every single time I'm heading out there, I'm, I call you guys and tell you what's up, you know. Um, just letting you know that's where I'm at, that's what I'm doing. Um, but uh, also, I'm, I'm also I'm always listening to you guys too, so I always have a reason to call you. And uh, and I was just listening to your recent episode, and uh, D named uh, the sex act the pipe cleaning, which is pretty funny. So I, I you know, this is Wait, probably what? an anti. The pipe, oh, uh, uh, oh, the pipe cleaner. Pipe cleaner. Mm. That's what it was. The two guys. I thought he said the tight queenie. <laughs> no, he said the pipe cleaning. But I think I That's said pipe one. cleaner. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Big Jizzy Jake story, but uh. But, you know, and it's not as epic as any of the other ones, but maybe this one will be three minutes if I shut the fuck up and tell you. So I went and got a uh, STD test the other day, um, you know, just to make sure that my pipes are clean, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I fucking, um, I uh, told him before, well, not of course, I, honestly, I've never fucked a dude ever before except for that uh, time that I accidentally fucked a tranny. Um, and didn't really know it until the dick fell out of the underwear and shit. But anyway, wait, did he call that story in? I feel like he did. Yeah, I wouldn't mind hearing. Oh, that I don't know. Again. It's uh, I don't know. I'm surprised I mean, I'm that's thinking, the only I time. The, I might be thinking of uh, the Book of Job. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm it confusing was, it. Wait, is that the one where uh, he went to like that homeless island and then ended no, up like? 
<laughs> do you remember that what I'm talking about? It was like Lord I of the do. Flies. And he almost yeah. got raped or something, or someone almost got raped. That, yes, that was not the time he mistakenly had sex with a transgender. <laughs> I'm just amazed that that's the only time it ever happened. However, he brings up an interesting point in uh, San Francisco. If you go to like the uh, city clinic and they ask you like, are you gay or straight? If you say you're straight, they won't even test you for AIDS. They won't do any of that. You have to be gay to do that. But if you go to like a gay clinic and you're just like, yeah, I'm gay, they'll give you all the tests. They will if you ask them specifically. No, because I've you, done it. They won't in San Francisco. Like they won't. You can you can pay for it, but they won't give it to you like for cheap. That's well, gay. It is gay. But you mm. can go to like, there's a ton of gay clinics that are totally free. Right. Mm. The SF City Clinic is free too. But mm. if you if you're straight, you got to pay for these tests. Yeah, no, I mean, I used to do that when I didn't have health insurance, and um, it's you know it's free, but there's also like you know a bunch of people crying in the waiting oh, room. God, no, it's the worst place yeah. ever. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. So I, t I always tell them when I go to the uh, health department that I'm gay, so they'll make sure to actually check me for AIDS. Um, Fair enough. And just, yeah. you know, I, I feel like they won't actually check me for AIDS if I say that I'm not. So they are. Uh, so they, she comes in. This old lady comes in, and then she has this young, hot, smoking fucking chick behind her. And she's like, "All right, drop your pants." And I was like, "Well, what's she doing here?" And she's like, "Oh, she's a student." And I was like, "All right." So they this fucking, is gonna be Three's uh, Company. She, uh, this is gonna be like Three's Company. <laughs> well, when Mister Furley like inspected, like he's uh, pretending to be gay, oh. you know, he's and the. Oh, yeah. Yes, the one with where Mr. Furley. Whoa, 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 Jack. Jack, you got That's genital warts. We're, I'm going to have to freeze it off with liquid nitrogen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, I brought my pants. She's like checking out my balls and stuff. And then she fucking pipe cleans me with a goddamn Q-tip. She shoves it right in the fucking tip. Uh, and I go, yay! And, uh, and, you know, she holds it there for 10 seconds. And I'm just like holding eye contact with this hot I'm sure she's really into it. It's like looking at you with the Q-tip up your dick, your disease like, prick. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> she's like, damn it, I should have just made given an ape Alzheimer's or something <laughs> instead of this. And then she's like, all right. Now turn around, and I was like, okay. She's like, all right, now put your hands on the table. I was like, okay. And then she spreads my butt and starts, like, checking out my butthole. And the what whole the fuck time, out I'm here. just staring at this fucking... Wait, is that what they do to gay dudes that go in for these STD testing? I don't recall I don't... ever getting my asshole checked. No, I've never... No. Although my brother has mm. uh, anal warts. Which he says is everybody has those, which I don't think everybody has those, but my brother says everyone has those. And he said when he goes in there, they got to zap them. They, they zap them with like a, like a fucking laser or something. Oh my God, that's horrible. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, while she's checking out my butt, I'm like, so, uh, you, uh, gonna graduate soon? Um, what are you doing, uh, later? Uh, and I'm trying to get her number one in my God, if this dude could pick up this nurse after yeah. getting his like anus looked at at the fucking <laughs> at the city clinic, if he, he that means he's got like the best skills of all time. He has that magical genesis quoi, you know. God, so. he's like 
a better pickup artist than Mystery. Mm. There's some shit I don't even fucking know what the fuck would be going on with my butthole or anything. But uh, but the chick definitely was like blushing and stuff, and she was holding the clipboard, she was giggling and stuff. Um, so I don't know if she's actually gonna call me or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, I I understand what I've never done this. I knew he couldn't make three minutes, but that that's it. He didn't call back, so that's all we oh, got. Okay, all right. Um, when, I remember when uh, the first time I went in, the first time I had gonorrhea, um, I went in and got checked at the city clinic. The doctor was this, like, I don't know, 26-year-old Asian girl. She was so hot. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, like, at first, I was just kind of standing there and – and I, I knew I was kind of freaked out because I thought I might have gonorrhea. But then I was like, I'm not, not sure if I actually do. Because it's kind of one of those things where you're like, is it burning when I urinate or do I think it's burning? Like, is it psychosomatic? You know, it's kind of hard to tell. See, so, the time I had it, it was, there was no mistaking no it. equivocation. Because every time you go to the bathroom, you're like, I'm just going to go to the bathroom this time. I'm not going to scream. I See, and mine just, wasn't that painful. <laughs> You have to scream. Mine was not that painful. Like when I went, okay, it was just right. like it kind of burned. But then I was mm. like, is it burning? And so that's why I went to go get checked out. And so I remember like she was like, you know, pull your pants down. And so I pulled my pants down and I totally chubbed up because she was kind of hot. And it was weird. I don't know why. Like normally I would never have like any kind of boner in that situation. Right. right. But I don't know. She was like on her knees, you know, bent over yeah, yeah, and on her knees yeah. and like looking at it right. and just, she kind of looked at me and I kind of looked at her and I was like really embarrassed. And then she sort of was like, well, we can wait. And then I just sort of like stood there and she like turned her back. <laughs> it was like doing like some writing something down on a clipboard yeah. that she came back <laughs> Yeah, and then she came back and she's like, okay. And then shoved the Q-tip like in the fucking head of my cock, like really aggressively. Yeah. That still got hard though. Anyway. That's a swab. (laughs) Yeah, it's different than a Q-tip. Yeah, no, it fucking hurt. Mm. It was a swab. Well, Jizzy Jake, what happened? Did you have anything? Are you good? I want to know. Do you have any Mm -hmm. STDs? Inquiring minds want to know. Yeah, he'll need to know before he uh, enters... The witch travels, that, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what you saying? He's planning on moving out here. He's moving here. He is moving here. So he yeah, he probably should uh, get your STD. <laughs> You're definitely going to catch some STDs yeah. in LA. Yeah. But it might be a good idea to get him fixed yeah. before you get here, so they don't get any. I words. actually tried to get it so that he was renting Hung Young Terrorist uh, room. Extra room. <laughs> yeah, that I go? really tried to set that up. It, it, it didn't. End up I thought he was going to move into your place. I don't have any room for him to move into my place. You, you got a couch. Look at this terror swamp <laughs> behind me. You think there's a room here? You know. Yeah. You guys would be like yeah. bosom buddies. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Anyway, all right, moving on. I mean, actually, I would. I would have no problem with it. My name. My. Uh, these motherfuckers want any excuse to get me the fuck out of here. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah your oh. landlords would be. Yeah, your head would be on a pike. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Last call we have here is uh, good old Liz, who mm. I think Liz called in last time we heard from her, mm. like a seven-part story on a on of taking acid during COVID, which women mm. tend to like to do, I guess. 
Um, anyway, here, here she is calling in about her ex. Hey, D. Hey, Harrison. This is Liz. Um, just calling with the end with the story, um, with this whole coronavirus thing going on. It's got me thinking about my ex and wondering how he's doing. Um, it's the one who, who I went to, who put me in jail, basically. Um, you know, but he's 60, he's diabetic, lives alone. I'm sorry. Three story house. Wait. With what? I'm sorry. Go back. Go back a little bit. Wait, about the 60 year old diabetic ex. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, <laughs> that was I the was guy. Like, you remember when she like smashed his windows down and, and he like had her imprisoned? Yeah. Yeah. That was this guy. Did she say 60? 60 years old. Yeah. And he's diabetic. Wow. She's into huh. daddies. Hmm. I bet it, daddies. I think that's a game on Steam. Um, the one who, who I went to, who put me in jail, basically. I think my brother has that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but he's sixty. He's diabetic. Lives alone <laughs> in a three-story house with this kitchen and living room on the second floor, but no bathroom. And you're like, well, uh, what's the big deal? And that's kind of where the story I have <clears throat> comes into play. So, as you can imagine, we've had a lot of makeup breakups, breakups, makeups. And this one time. How old is Liz? I don't know. I, I feel like, like she's old enough to be his daughter. Oh, definitely. Yeah, okay, all right. So she's yeah, not no, definitely. 50. All right. I feel like she's under, she's like in her 20s. That's what I thought. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We were making up and we decided, oh, let's, let's smoke some pot. Let's go upstairs. Let's have some really great sex. And we were in bed. We had been having sex for a while. And he decided, you know, oh, let's, let's have anal sex. I'm like, okay. So I positioned myself. And I can feel him standing on the bed, positioning himself, and then all of a sudden... Wait a second. She positioned herself for anal. Does that mean she's on, like, all fours? Why is, he, why is the six-year-old man standing on the bed? Like, how are they having anal? Like, why would he stand yeah, on the bed? Yeah, that's weird. That's a little... Well, there's a thing... I'm trying to think like, uh i yeah no that's not when i've had I mean, anal, I've, seen, I've seen things like that but it's not a, like i mean i can understand like doing it from behind you, know? you have one leg yeah. up sort of where like, it's like you're kind of going down an angle yeah down, at an angle know? like that I but it's see. like it's not advisable i also think it's weird that he's standing on the bed but maybe there some there must be a reason mm. i hear this loud Bunk. And I, I realized, like, oh, shit, he fell and hit the wall. And sure enough, yeah, he Probably did. He stroke. hit his head. You know, nothing kills a boner quite like hitting your head against the wall and falling. <laughs> yeah. Um, he wasn't doing good, but we managed to get some clothes on him eventually. And then he started blacking out. He just, he blacked out. for. Whoa, he had like a concussion. 
from falling down. That's the thing. Old people, when they fall, they get fucked up. I mean, you know? a lot of people, when they fall, they get fucked up if they hit their head. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah, if you hit your head. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I have like a rock hard skull, giant <laughs> rock hard skull. So I'm just like, I've, you've never I had a concussion? Like... No. Oh, and I hit my head a lot. Like, seriously. Well, too. You do have like a Cro Magnon skull yeah, or something. Yeah, I do. That's I good. I absolutely do. Yeah. yeah. Now, I've, yeah, I've had like... a couple. Because <laughs> mm. there was, I know there was, there was a period when it was like, uh, you know, I'm tall and stuff. So it's like I get head rushes a lot if I stand up or whatever. And my, I guess my circulation is iffy uh, sometimes. And um, like, when I was doing like so much, but like before I went to rehab, when I was doing like so much meth that I was like only half in this dimension, like I would just, sometimes I would just be like, I just pet, I just collapse to the ground, like fucking Scarlett O'Hara from and not even, sometimes not even from standing up. Like from no, fatigue? Like, probably like just, what, what caused Just it? like if I was leaning down and I was standing, it was just cause I had something about just, meth fucking up my circulation Your or equilibrium something. or something Your balance. yeah yeah and it would be like even if i just like leaned upwards sometimes i just like whoop and i'd actually lose consciousness i get a head rush so powerful i'd lose consciousness and a lot of times i'd be like out in the garage like smoking on a stairwell and i would just like feel like i'd be like okay whoop and i not just on heroin go down the stairs no <laughs> on uh, meth. Oh, wow and, like I lose consciousness from the head rush, and then I just fall, like, fall the down this, like roll down the stairs. Yeah. Would you wake, wake up, up like an hour later? There's still, I could still see little spots of my blood on that stairway down Good there. God, did anyone yeah. ever find you? Nope. Man, mm -hmm. I recall. Uh, in, uh, I and also did that in an or like a like a group sex once. <laughs> you just blacked out. and yeah. fell over. Mm-hmm. Were you actually no. like penetrating someone at the time? No, I was like, you know, in in the timeout zone. I was in the penalty box or something. I I, I was like standing, you know, waiting for whatever. <laughs> and then I, and, and wait, so yeah. you were waiting for like a blow bang? Probably just one of the twenty guys about to get. I don't remember what I was waiting for. <laughs> you know, I was I was waiting for Steve to finish up his monologue. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I remember I was yeah. at uh this was like in Oakland. So before I moved here, it'd been like 2008, mm -hmm. maybe 2009. Um, Wackerly mm -hmm. had a fish fry at his house for all mm -hmm. the fish that we, I did a whole sick and wrong episode on this. I went deep sea fishing. It was one of the worst experiences of my life. But we had caught all this fish, Wackerly fried it up and we're at his house and he had like a box like a little not like a box of wine but a box of like i don't know 16 wine bottles and so we just all drink wine everybody drank wine. i drank a ton of wine and i hadn't been smoking weed regularly at that point and my friend had a blunt so we smoked a bunch of weed i smoked this blunt and then we went to the bar and i was fucking wasted and i remember trying to talk to this girl that was sitting next to me and i fell off the stool and i smashed my head on the ground and she just left. <laughs> but then I yeah. like I got back up and I was like, oh, it's fine. Kept drinking. Mm -hmm. And then I went home and I passed out, which you're not supposed to do when you hit your head. And I woke up the next morning, mm -hmm. blew my nose, and it was just solid blood. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah, like yeah. I had this fucking mm -hmm. goose egg, like a goose egg, like a yeah. fucking cartoon. Oh, yeah. 
a goose egg mm. on the back of my head. And so I was thinking like, my, you know, I felt weird. Like I felt like I was stoned. Mm. Like, but then I was like, I'm hungover. Mm. So maybe that's why. And then I was thinking, should I go, go to the hospital? Nah, fuck it. Who cares? And then I was waiting. And dude, I was like stoned. Like I felt like I was stoned mm. for about two and a half weeks before that wore off and the bump went away. See, I'm so literally every time I go to England or Europe, I smash my fucking head on some kind of ceiling or some kind of like fucking doorway or, you know, because <laughs> they're it's little people, dwarves or whatever the fuck, you know, people like my so I just Yeah. So I just hit my head. I'm bleeding all the time, you know, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. You should go. You should definitely not sleep if you had a mm. concussion, though. You could die. Stroke out. Eh, you shouldn't do a lot of things. Anyway. You know? Seconds. Like, okay. That's not good. We then eventually go downstairs, and he's sitting, and he's like, man, I really got to use the restroom. I so I don't know if you can actually get yourself to the restroom. So on the way to the restroom, he blacks out halfway there, and I kind of catch him. Wait a minute. Where are they right now? They're in his house, but he's got like a three-level home, and on the second level, there's the kitchen, but there's no bathroom. Yeah. Okay. So I think the bathroom's on the top floor, but they're trying to go to the bathroom, but he like blacks mm. out. This guy must have really knocked his mm. his noggin here. Right. Wakes up. He's like, no, I, I really got to use the restroom. So he blacks out again just outside the restroom. Not cool. Very scary. Mm. And so finally, we get him into the restroom, <clears throat> and he blacks out again. But this time, his eyes just started rolling back into his head. He started wow. doing some weird stuff with his hands. And he started pissing on me. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, this is it. This is it. This motherfucker's going to die on me. I'm like, here we are getting back together. And this motherfucker's going to die on me. So I call an ambulance. Oh, man. They come. He's twitching, pissing. Like, twitching about pissing. Tears in the rain, you know? <laughs> mm. Yeah, wow. Okay, mm. so she calls yeah. an ambulance. Right. And it's got to get this guy to the hospital. I mean, he's yeah. like a six-year-old man. Right. Hey, it's again. Part two. So, picking up where I left off. You know, basically, he didn't go because he's fucking stubborn. Fucking Jews, man. Mm. Fuck yeah, I would be like, fuck you. I'm not taking an ambulance and paying three grand for that. Fuck no. That's what I told those fuckers when I got stabbed. They're yeah, like, go, like, we need to take you in an ambulance. I'm, you ain't taking me in no $2,000 Uber, motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'd rather die. I'll fucking know? take a cab. Yeah, yeah. I'll drive myself with no... He with was, no at least. <clears throat> But yeah, that, that was it, you know. Um, but ever since then, when we... When we moved into this new house together, um, you know, having no restroom on the second floor, we would get pretty drunk, and I'd always just get real concerned that he's going to fall and hit his head again, because it really fucked him up for <clears throat> months, you know. His blood sugar levels, for whatever reason, were affected. It's no fucking joke. But, um, so I've just been concerned about him, but I know it's it's best that I not call him because that is a slippery slope. I'm not interested in revisiting. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, I have a cough <clears throat> just like you do. But, yeah. um, yeah, 
that's my story. Meh. All right, stay sick, stay wrong, stay sick and wrong. <laughs> Whatever. Bye. Well, there you go. Liz uh, is going to abide by the restraining order. So that's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better to leave that one alone. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So have you ever met, do you know any girls that are into daddies, like into older dudes? Um, I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a, I think, I think, but I think it's like a case by case basis, dude. You know what I mean? I think so too. I think it's, it's a diff- case by case basis. I worked with a guy. I remember yeah. uh, this guy, Sid, who was like, I don't know, 21. And he was dating mm-hmm. a guy that was like 74. Okay. Yeah, well, that, well, that's, that's a whole other thing, man. Yeah. There that's, was a, there was yeah, something. That's, gay dude. that's like a whole other deal. Yeah. I think the um, gays is different, but mm-hmm. it was definitely really weird. Right. It's like being nah, into grandpa case basis. You know, case it's like case. I got a I got a granddad fetish. Mm. But yeah, it is a case by case basis. Well, Liz, mm. um, yeah, you you gotta definitely uh you gotta be careful when you you're easing into anal. You know, make sure mm. logistically that everybody's all set and positioned well. Maybe do it on a beanbag chair. Mm. Be- here's a safe yeah, here's a safe uh <laughs> anal thing, right? So you like um you would lie down on your side, right? Kind of in an L shape, right? Or a V shape on the on the on the bed. And then uh he would be on his knees with his knees spread out and your V shape there. And then you get what I'm saying? Kind of picturing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that is a very easy way to do it without any kind of falling around and slipping all over the place. And I think that's you know. also the way hospice nurses train family members to remove bowel obstructions. <laughs> I think that's also how uh, Siegfried and Roy. <laughs> Train Manticore. That's how they train that tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No wonder that tiger freaked out. Yeah. It's like, I'm done so. doing your weird gay shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. All right. Mm. People, call the Sigma Hotline 323-522-4032. Um, Patreon. If you're not on the Patreon right now, then you're missing out. You really are missing FOMO. There's some serious FOMO going on Mm. if you're not on Patreon because a lot of stuff happens on Patreon. Uh, Mm. This week, uh, I was talking to Harrison about there was some drama on the Discord. Mm. Um, We were talking about that in our outtakes. So you can check out the outtakes and you can hear about the drama on the Discord Mm. involving some listeners. Um, In the Discord, you can access that by being on Patreon. That's correct. Uh, this week, uh, Harrison did a live stream on Wednesday that I had mm. to miss because I got called into an emergency meeting, which sucked. Mm. Uh, but this week, I might be able to do it if you want to do it on like uh, Tuesday or something. Mm. Um, but we're trying to do that where we hang yeah, out with the patrons mm. and spend some time, some some quality time, mm. just getting to know everybody. <laughs> sometimes on YouTube, sometimes in the discord uh video channel so 
But it's kind of fun, though. A lot of people show up, and we just kind of shoot yeah. the shit, because everyone's at home anyway doing quarantine. That is right. Um, also, if you're on the Patreon, um, any tier, you might have seen mm. the bar mitzvah picture that I posted this mm. week. A friend of mine sent that to me, because I don't know how how he had it actually but he sent that to me and i was like you know what? i'm gonna post this to patreon it's quite an embarrassing picture of me but, but doesn't my brother look cool i haven't seen that oh you didn't see the uh, the picture no i was too busy making a parody of jefferson's starship that nobody cared about i like that one. Um, that's good um <laughs> now i posted yeah. it it's funny because it's like it's it's the it's the the children so there's like my sister who yeah. looks really young she would have been like 11 I'm yeah. 13, and mm-hmm. then there's my brother who would have been 16, and and my brother looks like mm-hmm. you know some 80s dude with like you know like a moosed out mullet and like an earring, and he's all hip in this gray suit. Oh, I've seen this picture before. Yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm just this like goofy looking troglodyte yeah. kid with like a fucked up Jew nose and like poofy hair, and I'm like, Arr. and somehow you still look fucking smug, you know? And that? Yeah. Maybe I. I don't do. even know how. I don't, I don't know. know how you, but you do. Possibly, so, yeah. I think uh, I just think I look retarded. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's just funny because my, my yeah, a little bit of both, a little rotundo, mm. a little smug mm. rotundo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, my brother though, he he's always just cooler than me. He really was. Mm. That would have been like maybe two months after we moved to this country. So it's like I just moved here. And my brother was like, he was slaying the ladies at that time, even though he wasn't. He's wearing like a Pachuco zoot suit, it looks like, in this picture. I don't (laughs) even know what's going on. (laughs) All right. Anyway. um, But yeah, you have to go to Patreon. You sign up, patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Sign up and you get to see all that cool shit. Yeah, I'm going to put some family shit up there. I've been thinking about that. Do it. Oh, I, I don't it. know if I have any other bar mitzvah mm. pictures. Mm. I do have a video, but it's like a VHS or Betamax mm. tape. I think it's named VHS, mm. like Betamax. Um, I don't think we can actually really even use it. Anyway, we do appreciate the support, so thank you for that. Mm. Finally, here's Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. Little Richard, one of the chief architects of rock and roll, died this past weekend. Uh, died from bone cancer, not the covid uh, Little Richard was 87 years old. Did you even know Little Richard was still alive? No. I didn't even think about it. I've never been a huge you fan know, of You know, ironically, the other... Ch- no, I don't like him. The, you know, ironically, the other uh, chief architect of rock and roll was also the chief architect of the Third Reich, Albert Speer. Albert Speer, yeah. Most people he, don't know that, but yeah. Some of his licks are still... Yeah. They still resonate today. They do. Yeah. Um, but Little Richard sold more than 30 million records worldwide, influenced so many musicians from the Beatles, Otis Redding to David Bowie. But what was interesting, I was reading about that. So the song Tutti Fruity, which I'm not ending the show with because Thank I can't Christ. take that song. Yeah. But do you know what Tutti Fruity is about? You it's about told me. anal sex. Ass Never fucking, knew about yeah. it. Never mm. knew about that. Apparently, mm. it was called originally Tutti Fruity Good Booty. But then he changed it. Uh, but there's a line in it, like a, one of the many innuendos, where it says, "Really, in 1957, booty—that's what they—that's what booty meant back then, too." Really? Yes. What? What is your source on this, D? Rolling Stone. That's where I saw it. It said, "Tutti Fruity, all Rudy used to be Tutti Fruity, good booty." 
And then Rolling Stone further you observed... Had, my friend. Rolling Stone further observed that the lip-smacking celebration of good booty contained insertion-related innuendos like, if it don't fit, don't force it, you can grease it, make it easy. So I don't know what's going on there. Mm. Or do, you know, the, do, do the position, the, uh, the you know... The position the you recommended. Safe, <laughs> the very safe and reasonable position I recommended earlier. It's how the elderly yeah. have anal sex. Very That's safe. Right. <laughs> There's no yeah. standing on the bed. Yeah. Um, and then he had a bunch of other hits like Lucille, Long Tall Salad, Gagali, Miss Molly, all that stuff, yeah. which I'm also not ending the show with those songs. Mm. But one thing I did find that was kind of interesting about Little Richard mm. is he used to send his excrement to people. Like this guy used to mail his shit to people he sent a good friend of his uh, an elderly friend of his had a birthday present he took a shit in a box sent it to her she opened it in front of friends and she goes let's see what richard bought me and then she just screamed i'm gonna kill him and he thought it was the funniest thing he even did that to his mom he sent her a box of shit like his shit in a box and he sent to his mom yeah he said actually he not only sent it, he put it in a, in a, he put it in a jar and hid it in a cabinet with her preserves. That's what he did. Um, he also did a lot of drugs back then. This guy used to do uh, cocaine, PCP. They said he used to do $1,000 of coke a day. And uh, he would say that when he would do coke, there would be like blood and flesh coming out of his nose. Little Richard. Did a lot of coke. The other thing about Lil Richard I never knew, was he into like men or women? Uh, he was, apparently he was gay, but not openly gay. And then at some point he became a born again Christian. And then yeah, he renounced did. that. Yeah, he became. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, here it says he was into guys, girls, and groups. Hardcore voyeur. And often asked his girlfriends to get with other men while he watched. Freaky dude. Anyway, oh, let's hand, gentlemen. Yeah, we're gonna end mm. the show here with "Rip It Up." It's a pretty decent little Richard song. Um, rest in peace. Uh, people will be back next week with episode seven thirty nine. Till then, take a sleazy. Well, it's Saturday night and I just got paid. Fool about my money, don't try to save. My heart say go go. Have a time for Saturday night. Now I feel fine. I'm on a rock it up.
What's going on? What one? And then he grabbed him here, and he carried him for Roy. Usually Manticore took. He took Manticore took Roy backstage. 